kinds of faith mentioned in the Bible. Three different kinds of faith mentioned in the Bible. And uh, the first one, go to Ephesians uh, chapter 2, if you would, and, uh, and verse 8. Let's see what the first kind of faith is. It says, for by grace you have been what? Saved, Saved through, through what? Through faith. So the first kind of faith is saving faith. Uh, and of course the Bible goes on to say, not of yourselves, it's the gift of God. First kind of faith, the most important kind of faith, is saving faith. You hear the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. You repent of your sins. And you place your faith. Now, faith also means what? It means to believe, doesn't it? Uh, but not believing from your head, but believing from where? From where? Come on now, you've you got to help me now. You've got to help me preach. Talk to me a little bit. Where, where is Bible faith? Is it in your head or in your heart? It's, it's, it's in your heart. And so you hear the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Repent of your sins. And you place your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's, you get saved. You become a Christian. You get born again. That's saving faith. That's saving faith. That's the first kind of faith mentioned in the Bible, or the, or the most important kind, is, is saving faith. Saving faith. Wouldn't you agree that's the most important one? Because that's the one that keeps you out of hell and gets you into heaven, you see. And then, the second kind of faith, the second kind of faith, I would call it general faith. General faith. Uh, and, and go to Romans, the first chapter in the 17th verse. Romans, the first chapter in the 17th verse. General faith. And this is the faith we live by. This is the faith we live by. This, is, this, this faith accesses all the blessings of the Lord. Notice Romans 1.17 says this, For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written, The just shall what? Live by faith. The just shall live by faith. And so... Uh, the second kind of faith that we see in the Bible, I would call it general faith. This is the kind of faith we live by every day. Um, this is the, you know, the kind of faith that pleases God, you know, so on and so forth. And notice Romans, the fifth chapter, if you would. Romans, the fifth chapter. Does anybody know what happened to my wife? Where is she at? Where'd she go? Oh, is she all right? Yeah, okay. I just want to know where she was. Because I, 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 I'd be distracted if I don't know where my wife is. Maybe she got raptured and all of us were lost and she was the only one saved in a bunch of us, you know. Sorry to interrupt the message, but I just, she's always there and she's not there. So I just want to know where she's at. So is it okay if I interrupted things? All right. Is she okay? Yeah, she's in the nursery. That's good. All right, so what's the first kind of, now that I know she's all right, now I'll be able to teach better. What's the, what's the first kind of faith, the most important? Is what? Saving. Saving faith, all right? And then what's the second kind of faith? That, that's general faith. That's the kind of faith we live by. The just shall live by what? Faith. By, by faith. Do you notice 
Now notice there, the just shall live by faith. Just look at that right there. Do you see saving faith in there? Because how do you become just before God? You have to have saving faith, don't you? And once you have saving faith, then you have to also live by that faith, don't you? Is that right? We live by faith every day, all right? We should. So there's two kinds of faith, saving faith and then general faith. Notice Romans 5. Let's read a couple of verses there and we'll see them both mentioned. Notice this, therefore having been uh, justified by what? By faith. See, justified, that means to, to get saved, to be declared righteous, you see. That's saving faith. Being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and so forth. You see the two kinds of faith there. The, the, the saving faith, where you place your faith in Jesus, you believe on Him, receive Him, you get saved, miss hell, make heaven. And then there's, there's what I call general faith, the faith we live by every day. And, and, and wouldn't you agree we need to live by faith every day? Is that right? Just, just believe in God. What is, what, is, what is Bible faith? It's believe in God from your, from your heart. Just, just reading the Bible, believe in what He says, and, uh, and, and we live by that every day. Now, does anybody know how faith comes? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So, so you see, uh, saving faith, general faith, comes from hearing the Word, so on and so forth. And much has been said about saving faith. Much has been said about general faith. We talk about it all the time. And 99% plus of all the teaching that's done on faith is done on these two types of faith, saving faith and general faith. Talk about it all the time, but I, I don't want to talk about these two today. I just just gave you a little review on, on on these. I want to talk about the gift of faith. Very little ever gets said about the gift of faith. It's the third kind of faith mentioned in the Bible. Almost never gets talked about, but I think it's worth talking about here today. And it's found in First Corinthians, the twelfth chapter. Let's go over there, First Corinthians, the twelfth chapter. And let's read a couple of verses over there. Let's talk about the gift of faith. The gift of faith. Notice here verse 1. Now concerning spiritual gifts. Notice that, gifts. Spiritual gifts. So that this gift of faith, it's a, it's a spiritual gift. And then the Apostle Paul writes and says, Concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. That means unlearned. And most folks are unlearned as it is pertained to as it pertains to the gift of faith, because it hardly ever gets talked on, talked about. So that's what we're doing here today. Now notice verse 7. Let's just skip down to verse 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. So this just has told us here that all of us have the potential at some time to operate in this gift of faith. So, so pay close attention, because all of us at some time could... Uh, uh, experience this gift of faith. It, it, it's really unlike, it, it, it's, it's unlike saving faith, it's unlike general faith, as we'll see. But, but just realize that this gift of faith, any of us that are, that are born again, and, and I will say this, from my study of the Bible, you need to be baptized with the Holy Ghost for this gift to operate in your life. It, it, you really do. And... Uh, uh, how many of you know that every Christian ought to be baptized with the Holy Ghost, speak with tongues? Is that right? I mean, you just, you just should. All right. Now, you don't have to speak with tongues to go to heaven. You know, all you have to do is be born of the Spirit to, to go to heaven. 
But uh, once you're saved, uh, once you're saved, you ought to be water baptized. Can you say amen? amen? And then you ought to be baptized with the Holy Ghost and get the power, get the power of God, you see. But anyway, notice verse 7. The manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. And here, let's get verse 9. To another, what? To another, what? To another, what? Faith by the same Spirit. See, right there it's mentioned, verse 9. It's a gift of faith. It's really a special endowment that the Holy Ghost uh, can, as we'll see at His will, give any, any born-again, Spirit-filled believer. And when that gift of faith goes into operation, wonderful things happen, as we'll see. Notice this, faith by the same Spirit, and then he talks about, to another, the gifts of healings. You ought to underline that. The gifts of healings by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. Now, we could read on about the rest of the... Well, let's just read. To another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as who wills, as who wills, as, as, as he wills. Now, you need to realize these gifts all operate as the Holy Spirit wills. See, we need to be born again, baptized with the Holy Spirit. But then all of these gifts operate as He wills. And, 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 it's, uh, and we'll see this as we go, that when that gift of faith goes into operation, the gifts of healings go into operation or the working of miracles go into operation how many of you like the gifts of healings and the working of miracles? And, and, but but that, that gift of faith is the catalyst for the gifts of healings and the working of miracles. Now let me say this. Saving faith and general faith operate as we will. It's up to us. How many of you would agree with me it's up to you whether or not you place your faith in Jesus and get saved? Is that right? That, that, that's up to us. Would you also agree that it's up to us, whether it's up to you, up to me, whether we live by faith every day of our life? It's up to us. It's as we will. Now, I don't know about you, but, but, but I will to have faith in Jesus. How about you? See, and I will to live by faith every day of my life. See, that's something that I have control over and, uh, and, and something that, 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 that I've chosen to operate in is saving faith and in general faith. But this gift of faith, it's up to the Holy Spirit as to whether or not that gift goes into operation. And, and by the way, you don't have to be a mature Christian for any of these gifts that we read about there to go into operation because that church in Corinth, that church in Corinth was the most messed up church in all, in all of the New Testament. And, and baby Christians in there, people who had been born again but they never grew spiritually, there was all kinds of carnality and fleshly things going on in that church. And none of those things are good or right. But yet, see, these gifts operated in believers who would open their hearts and be in a position for the Spirit of God to move in, in, in like the gift of faith and, the, and then the working of miracles and gifts of healing. So again, saving faith and general faith are up to us. Operate as we will, but the gift of faith operates only as the Holy Spirit wills. Now listen to this. I want to say this again. In the area of healing. Now, now listen here. In the area of healing. I've said this to you before, but I want to say it again. I've said it in other sessions. The majority of the time people received healing in Jesus' ministry, 
it was a result of their faith. Okay? It was a result of their faith. Now, it was his power, but it was their faith. Did you get what I just said? It was his power, but it was their faith. And you, you just read this as, as you go through the New Testament. You look at the ministry, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and you look at those gospel accounts of the, uh, of the, the healing miracles and things of Jesus and the power of God flowing. Most of the time, say most of the time. See, see, see most of the time, the person that received the healing from the Lord, it was their faith that did it. Now, it was his power, but it was their faith, you see. You understand that? All right. However, there were times, now listen to this, very important. There were times when the sick got healed under Jesus' ministry and their faith, the person that got healed, their faith was not mentioned at all. Their faith was not mentioned at all. Did you you get what I just said? Most of the time... When somebody got healed under Jesus' ministry, the Bible says it was their faith. Or Jesus would say, daughter, thy faith has made thee well. Remember that? I mean, he'd say that from time, many times. But there were some instances, and we'll look, at, we'll look at a couple of them, where people got healed under Jesus' ministry, and their faith, the person that got healed, was not mentioned at all. Which, which indicates to me that there are instances when people can receive from the Lord, and particularly in the area of healing, but it would work in the area of prosperity or, or provision or whatever you would need from God. It would, it would be possible. There are instances where you may not have any general faith. Have you ever, have your, has your faith ever seemed drained? Anybody's faith ever seemed drained besides mine? You know, just, there are instances where you may not have any general faith at all. But this gift of faith could kick in and you could receive from God. Did you get what I just said there? Now think about that. I'll say it again because repetition is the seed of learning. I want you to get this. There's times where there's, and again, most all the time, you receive from God based on your own general faith, okay? But there are instances where you may not have any Faith at all, you just, your faith is low. Doesn't the Bible talk about great faith? And the Bible talks about little faith? And then the Bible talks about no faith. Now, I've been in all three categories at different times in my life. There's times I've had great faith, just general faith for things. And then there's times where I've had little faith. And then there's times where I just, I've had no faith. Can anybody relate to that? Just feel zapped of all, of all strength, you know. But yet, and, and Jesus would say to people, didn't he say to his disciples? Think about this. People that had been walking with him, listening to him teach, and he, he at times would say, how, how is it that you have no faith? Think about that. Or he'd say, oh, ye of what? Little faith. Think about that. And then other times, there were, there, were, there were people that were Gentiles, people that were, we, we'd say that sinners or heathens would come to him and, 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 he, and he'd say to them, uh, uh, the centurion and that woman whose daughter was, was vexed with, a, with an evil spirit, and he said, he said, I have not found so great faith not in all Israel. How many remembers that? But the point I'm trying to make here is it's possible 
on, on, on some occasions, rare though they be, that you may not have any general faith whatsoever, but this gift of faith could go into operation and you could receive from God. That's good news, isn't it? But again, this gift of faith, is it as you will or is it as the Holy Spirit wills? As the Holy Spirit wills, all right? Now, uh, and I want to say this to you again, and just, just let me read from my notes here. It appears as though the gift of faith, now listen carefully. It appears as though the gift of faith is needed for the working of miracles and gifts of healings to go into operation. They're linked together, just, you know, like tongues and interpretation are linked together. Well, it would seem to me that this gift of faith, and I've had it come on me several times over the years. It's not something that happens all the time, but it's something that has happened to me on several occasions over the years. It's happened to me more so when I've been ministering to the sick. I can't control it. How many of you know when the sick come, we can lay hands on them in general faith and believe God? Is that right? But there's, there's been some times where this, this, what I call the gift of faith, just has come on me. And when it comes on, it's like a boldness. It's like you couldn't doubt if you wanted to. It's like a boldness. It's like a, a confidence that is so powerful and so strong and then we've seen this, and I'll share some of these with you here in a few minutes, just a few of them, where, where that gift of faith has come on me, and, and we've seen, we've seen the, the, the gifts of healings go into operation, and we've seen, we've seen people get healed just right on the spot, just, just or in a very short period of time they had their manifestation. Can you say amen? amen? So to get to the gifts of healings, to get to the working of miracles, and all these operate as the Spirit wills. These are gifts of the Spirit. You have to have that special faith in operation. Now, um, uh, let's go and, and let's look at, and, and, and let me say this to you. I'm just, just kind of taking my time here because I want you to get this. Um, and in case you don't know, a working of a miracle, let me just say this to you. How many like miracles? You, you like miracles? How many of you know God doesn't intend for us to live on miracles? Yes or no? He, he doesn't intend us to live on miracles. We shouldn't always be needing a financial miracle, should we? But if we get in a bind, thank God He can come through with a miracle. Is that right? But we shouldn't always be looking for a healing miracle, should we? We ought, to, we ought to get in the Word and build our faith and receive from God, get healed and say healed. Is that right? But thank God, you know. He can work miracles. A miracle is a supernatural intervention, listen to this, in the ordinary course of nature, like parting the Red Sea. Would you agree with me parting the Red Sea? Was that a miracle? Yeah. What about, uh, how about when, when that oil and that meal kept, remember that prophet, I think it was Elisha, the oil and the meal just kept, kept multiplying? How many remembers that? Would that be a miracle? How about when Jesus turned the water to wine? Would that be a miracle? How about when he calmed the storm? Would that be a miracle? Feeding the multitudes? That'd be a miracle. You know, the loaves and the fish kept multiplying. What about walking on water? Would that be a, be a miracle? That'd be a miracle. But now like, now, so, so a miracle has to do with a, super, a supernatural intervention in ordinary course of nature. But gifts of healings, gifts of healings, that has to do with the miraculous and instantaneous healing of the human body. 
instant, and that's been my experience with it. When the, when the gift of faith goes into operation and the gifts of healings go into operation, I've seen this over 25 years plus of doing this, where, where it seems like people get healed just, just right on, just, just it's a miracle of healing, just instantly healed, or just in a very short period of time, like within 24 hours, they're totally healed of whatever it is that, that was bothering them, you know. And, uh, uh, and, and if you're taking notes, you ought to write this down. It appears to me, and, I, and I'm repeating here because I want you to get it, uh, and I want to say that, I need to say this again. How many of you know you can go to God anytime just with general faith and receive healing? Is that right? Anytime, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But this gift of faith, it's different because it operates as the Holy Spirit wills. Okay? And listen to this. It appears to me as though special faith goes into operation as the Spirit wills, particularly when there's an absence of faith on the part of the sick. Now, did, did you get that? That's important. It appears to me, this is my experience of doing this for almost 30 years now in the healing ministry, 25 years at this church, and then about five years before that, started very young, as a young boy, in the healing ministry, it appears to me as though special faith, is, I call it special faith or gift of faith, either one, goes into operation as the Spirit wills, particularly when there's an absence of faith on the part of the sick. And a lot of times when people come in, we've seen this over the years, people come in and they've not had the teaching of the Word of God. They don't know what you know. How does faith come? It comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, general faith, you know. And folks have come in and they, they, don't, they don't know the Word of God. They've not had the opportunity that you've had to study it and, and sit under it week after week and listen, whatever the case. And, I, and I've watched people come in, they don't, don't, don't know anything about faith at all. And, and the gift of faith would kick in, into operation as the Spirit willed and the power of God come on them and heal them. I've even seen it, as I'll tell you here in a minute, with church members who haven't built their faith as they should. And it just happens from time to time, as the Spirit wills, that gift of faith would come on me and I'd be able to minister to somebody and, and get them healed. Now, how many of you know I can't heal anybody? No, no man or woman can heal anybody. Only the Lord Jesus can heal somebody, right? By the power of the Spirit. But He uses people. He uses people. You understand that? As a conduit where the power of God flows through. Now, um, let's look here. Let's go to Mark, the third chapter. Let's look at a few instances, just a few instances in the ministry of Jesus where people were miraculously healed and no mention of faith was made on their part. Now, again, we have many that got wonderfully, miraculously healed where it said, you know, their faith had, was, was the determining factor. But let's look at just a couple of situations where people got healed and no mention of their faith was made. Look at this in Mark, the third chapter in the first verse. It says, Jesus, he entered the synagogue again, and a man was there who had a withered hand. Now think about that. He had, what, what, what was wrong with his hand? It was what? It was withered. What does that mean? I don't know. It was a withered hand. So they watched him closely, whether he would heal on the Sabbath so that they might accuse him. That's always nice of the religious people to... Be there to support you. 
<laughs> you know, these scribes and Pharisees and Sadducees, they were a piece of work, weren't they? They didn't care about people. They just crabbed and complained because Jesus healed them on the wrong day. What a, what a mess they were. But anyway, notice this, verse 3, And he said to the man who had the withered hand, Now notice this, what did Jesus say to him? He said what? Step forward. Now I contend that was, that was the gift of faith on him right there. Did you know Jesus operated in all nine of the gifts of the Spirit except tongues and interpretation? Did you know that? He didn't operate in tongues and interpretation because that's distinctive to the dispensation in which we live. And you go in the Old Testament, you see all, you see all nine of the gifts of the Spirit in operation except for tongues and interpretation. You see this gift of faith in the Old Testament. Don't you know it took this gift of faith when Moses put that staff forward and the Red Sea parted? Yes or no? Didn't that take faith? Took faith as he put that staff up there? And then what happened? The working of miracles. See, the gift of faith and then what? The working of miracles. The sea parted. Is that right? And, uh, you know... Other things we, we could mention and go on and on and on and on and on. Uh, I think you see the gift of faith uh, with uh, not only Joshua, but all the people there as they circle the walls of Jericho. Don't you see a gift of faith on them there? That took some faith to blow those horns and shout. Anyway... But notice here, Jesus said, step forward. How would you like to be standing up here where I stand and have a crippled person here? And you say, step forward. That takes faith, doesn't it? It takes faith. Because you see what goes through your head. If you're looking at it from my perspective, I'll just be honest with you. What goes through, through your head is, what if, what, if the, what, if, <laughs> what if this doesn't work? What if this person doesn't get healed? Then we're going to look like a fool in front of everybody. That just is what goes. I'm just being as honest as I can be. But I learned a long time ago, I'm not here to make, I don't care if I look good. I just want people to get help. And did you know not everybody that's come in this church for healing has got healed? Did you know that? But did you know Jesus didn't get everybody healed either, did he? Did he? No. It's because of their doubt and unbelief, wasn't it? Didn't he go up to a porch of, there was a porch where there were multitudes of sick people? And only one person got healed. How many remembers that? See, yet there were other times Jesus healed them all, didn't he? But notice here, he says, he's, I, I believe Jesus. Now, I, I just think he said it with some boldness. Because when this, this gift of faith comes up, I believe he step forward. That's what I believe he said it pretty boldly. And then notice verse 4. He says to them, is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or evil, to save life or kill? But they kept silent. When he had looked around at them in anger, did Jesus ever get angry? Yes. Yeah, you, you can get angry and sin not, can't you? Being grieved by the hardness of their hearts, he said to the man, now I believe, now I personally believe he said it with some boldness. You've got to have some guts to, to operate in, this, in the gift of faith, man. I mean, he said, what did he say? He said, stretch out your hand. Does that, can you see the boldness there? What's, what's going on here? The gift of faith. This man, as far as I can tell, with the withered hand, had no faith. 
I believe if he'd had faith, the Bible would have said so. He had no faith. But Jesus, that, that gift of faith came on him, and he said, step forward, stretch out your hand. And notice what the Bible says. And, and he stretched it out, and he was restored as whole as the other. Can you say amen to that? You see how the gift, the, there's a healing miracle. Just instantly the man's healed. Notice if you would, John the 5th chapter. Go there very quickly. John the 5th chapter. John the 5th chapter, verse 1. Let's read another instance where Jesus, we see this gift of faith in operation. Notice this. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now, there in Jerusalem, by the sheep gate, a pool, which is called in Hebrew, Bethsaida, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool, stirred up the water, and whoever stepped in first, after the stirring of the water, was made well of whatsoever disease he had. Now, a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. That's a long time to be sick, isn't it? To be crippled. 38 years. Think about that. Think, just think about that. 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there, and knew that he had already been in that condition a long time. Either he knew by the Spirit or somebody told him, one or the other. He said to him, do you want to be made well? Now, I don't know about you, but I think my answer would have been that quick, yes. How would you answer? Would you have to think about it? I mean, if you had a lick of faith about you at all, even if you had just a little tiny bit of faith, and Jesus said, do you want to be made well? I don't know about you, but I've been jumping up and down saying, yes, 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 yes. Now, this man had no faith at all, because notice what he, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't say yes. He said, he, notice the sick man answered him, verse 7 said, sir, I, I, I kind of think he said it like this. I can't prove it, but sir... I have no man to put me in the pool when the water's stirred up. Do you see any faith there? But while I'm coming, another steps in before me. Uh, I don't see any faith there at all. No faith. Jesus said to him, now watch this. You talk about the gift of faith in manifestation and some boldness. Notice what Jesus said to him. He said, rise, take up your bed and walk. Now does that take some faith? Learn something here. That man had no faith. Who had the faith? Jesus. Now, most of the time in Jesus' ministry, whose faith was mentioned? Jesus' faith or the person that got healed? person that got healed. But in these cases where the gift of faith is in operation, the person on the receiving end has no faith. It's that gift of faith comes on Jesus, at boldness, rise, take up your bed and walk. That takes some faith, doesn't it? But the thing you got to get here, the person on the receiving end didn't have any faith at all. He should have had faith, but he didn't. Had none. But God in his great goodness, just the gift of faith goes into operation because you know God wants to help people. But yet, it's interesting, all these other people... They didn't get anything, did they? Did they? I mean, there are how many? Didn't the Bible say that there was a bunch of, there was five porches where it said these lay a great multitude of sick people. 
Why didn't Jesus go around and heal them all? I don't know. You'll have to take that up with the Lord. I, I, I don't know. Why was only this person the one to get healed? I don't know. You'll have to ask the Lord that. I can't answer that question. But I do know the gift of faith went into operation. And I do know that, that, that this man here that was crippled had no faith. But the gift of faith went into operation. And notice when it did. Look at verse 9. Watch verse 9. Notice verse 9. And immediately, immediately, the man was what? He was made well. Took up his bed and walked. And the same day was the Sabbath. See, when this gift of faith goes into operation... That boldness comes on and the gift of faith goes into operation. Then the, 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 the gifts of healings go into operation and people get, get well. Keep, people are healed. Can you say amen? amen. And uh, uh, let's talk about Lazarus when, he ra- when Jesus raised him from the dead. Did Lazarus has, have any faith, his body laying in that tomb? No? None. Do you think it took some special or, or, or the gift of faith for Jesus to say, roll the stone away? Yes or no? Yes. How about when he said, Lazarus, come forth. He'd been laying in there dead, his body dead for four days. Did that take some faith? Yes. Did Lazarus have any faith at that point? I mean, he's deader than a doornail. Is that right? And then you see the working of when Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. That's the gift of faith. Then you see the working of miracles for his body to be raised from the dead. And then you see the, and and restored back. Because after four days, you're beginning to rot, aren't you? And then you see the gifts of healings because whatever he died of had to be healed or he'd just die again. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm interested in the gift of faith. I want to learn some more about it. I've been studying it for Better than 30 years, about 30 years now, and I'm still, still learning things about it. And the thing that astounds me the most about it is that, is that I, I can't make it operate. It's, it's only as who wills, as the Holy Spirit wills. And then people say, well, you know, that was the ministry of Jesus, and he's in a class by himself, and certainly he is. He's the Lord. He's God in the flesh. But let's go to Acts, the third chapter, and then I'll share a few personal things with you, and then we'll close. Look at Acts, the third chapter. And notice verse, verse 1. Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, and a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried. Now we're talking about Peter and John now. We're not talking about Jesus now. We're talking about, because you would agree Jesus is in a class by himself, wouldn't you? But now Peter and John, how many of you know they're not God in the flesh, are they? I mean, Jesus is God in the flesh, isn't he? But you know, Jesus didn't operate here on the earth as God. He operated as a man anointed with the Holy Ghost. But we've got to put Jesus in a class by himself. No question about it. But Peter and John, you see, they are human just like you or me. And notice verse 2, A certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms for those who entered the temple. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go in the temple, asked for, did he, did he ask for healing? No, he asked for money, didn't he? Now, this man doesn't need money. He needs healing, doesn't he? Now, I, I assume that he's been, he must have some sort of money. I, you know, I, I assume where he's getting his money is just from people's benevolence, giving him money. 
But this guy, if he had any faith at all, he'd be asking for what? For healing. And notice that fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Now, what do you think he was expecting to receive? Healing or money? Money. No faith at all on the part of this lame man. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have. Now, that doesn't mean that Peter was broke. How many of you know he could have went over to the place where they were meeting and he had, he had plenty of money over there. Is that right? He just didn't have any money on him at the time. Is that right? So you can't use that to prove that Peter was was destitute. He just didn't have anything on him at the time. And besides, this man didn't need silver or gold. He needed to be healed. And he said, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have, give I thee. And now watch the gift of faith go into operation. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Does that take some boldness and some faith? Absolutely. Do you see the gift of faith there? You see that? And then he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And what? And what? And what? And what? And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. You see how when that gift of faith goes into operation, you've got, the, you've got the working of miracles or the gifts of healings in operation. Do you see that? And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he leaping up stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. Can you say amen? amen. Now did that man have any faith? He didn't have a lick. Not, no, not one ounce of it. Not one ounce. Not one ounce of faith. Not one ounce of faith, but you see on Peter, he had that gift of faith in operation. Now notice if you would, just, just to, and then I'll share some personal things with you. Look at Acts 4.22, just real, real carefully, because I think you need to see this. Because later on, the Bible says what happened to this man. Look at Acts 4.22. For the man was over 40 years old on whom this what? On whom this miracle of healing had been performed you see it was a miracle of healing but it was in, it was it was initialized by or it was it was it was sparked by what that gift of faith you see that now i could talk and let me close right here i'm going to close but listen carefully i could talk for hours about the multitudes of people god has healed in this church over the past 25 years most of the time the people that have been healed in this church and like i said not everybody's got healed but most of the time, it was just with general faith. They came, they heard the word, they came forward, I laid hands on them in the name of Jesus. It wasn't me, but it was the power of God was released and they recovered. Some instantly, and some it was in the process of time. Um, I, and I suppose, before I get into these gifts of healings, I just have a few testimonies I want to tell you what's happened over the many years. It'll help your faith. But I think the most uh, interesting one that, that happened that wasn't a gift of healing. It, was just, it, was just, it wasn't a gift of healing, but let me share it with you. I remember there was a girl who attended this church many years ago. And uh, she had been diagnosed with anorexia nervosa. You, you all know what that is? And uh, she, was, she, was, uh, she was shriveling up and... Uh, she was losing weight, losing weight, losing weight, losing weight. And the doctors told her she was going to die. Now I remember her parents coming to me and said that our daughter's been diagnosed with anorexia nervosa. And the doctors have given her up to die. She's not going to live too much longer. So I began to pray about it. And uh, as I sought the Lord, I could see she's going to die. She's 
if, if, something, if, if, if something doesn't change, if, if, if there's not some sort of an intervention, she's going to die. You can see that as you pray for her. And so I told her parents, I said, well, uh, you know, on Sunday we'll be having a healing line. Just bring her in a healing line. And so uh, uh, back yonder we had, you know, we had a lot more people attended back there then. And uh, uh, church was full that day. We had, had the healing line. It was wrapped around the room and so on and so forth. And uh, I know they put her down on that end. And so I didn't know what I was going to do. I, I could see she was going to die if, something, if, if, some, if there's not some sort of intervention. And so anyway, they put her down there. And I didn't know what I... You see, without the Holy Ghost, I'm helpless. I, you know, and so I'll, I started down on this end praying for people. I put her off as long as I could because I didn't know what I was going to pray when I got to her. The only thing I was going to be able to do is just pray a general prayer and just... That's all, that's all I knew to do. But anyway, thank God for the Holy Ghost. I said, thank God for the Holy Ghost. And so as we go down the line, I, you know, I'm, dread, I'm just dreading. I'm just dreading getting to her because I don't know what I'm going to do. So just praying for folk, you know. And when we got down, it, just as I stepped in front of her and just as I laid my hand on her head, that now, now what happened was the discerning of spirits went into operation. And through a word of knowledge, uh, the Spirit of God revealed to me in this case. Now, this is not true with all cases of anorexia nervosa, but in this case, it was. And here's what, what was revealed to me is that it was a lying spirit. Now, think about that. Now, she's a Christian. Demons can't get in her spirit, but you know demons can oppress your mind. You understand that if you're a Christian. Think about a lying, a lying spirit. Now, think about that. And I, I would have never been smart enough, to, smart enough to think of this, but think about this. When a person with anorexia nervosa... Now, now they can be skin and bones, but when they look in that mirror, what do they see? They think they're what? They think they're fat. And so it was a, it was a, it was a lying spirit. So all we did was thank God for the Holy Ghost. We took authority over it in the name of the Lord Jesus. That thing left her mind, praise God. You could see her countenance change. And she began to gain weight from that hour on, still living today, doing a wonderful job. And can you say amen? amen. And she didn't die. You see, you see uh, uh, we ought to have the power of God flowing in our churches like that. Can you say amen? amen. And uh, we could talk about the times where, you know, st- I remember the one time that uh, Dave Murray, Cindy Pressler, and uh, Count on Kent, you know, I like all these people. You know, these are our weather people. I don't know if Cindy's still there or not. I think Dave's retired. God bless him. I love Dave Murray. How many of you know who I'm talking about? But they'd put the bullseye on St. Louis that, that Sunday later in the afternoon that we were going to get blowed off the map. Now, 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 we've done this with our general faith on several occasions, but this particular time, I was tired, I was weak. I'd been through some stuff and I didn't have any faith to be stopping no storms. I had enough storms going on in my life. I didn't have time to deal with natural storms. But I remember standing right in this pulpit 
I remember that gift of faith came on. It actually came on the whole congregation. And we spoke to that storm. We didn't ask God to do anything about it. How many of you know he's done everything he's going to do? He's given us power in the name of Jesus. Is that right? And we spoke to it. We said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we command you to go north or go south or dissipate, break up before you get here, whatever. And then I went on my way. And later that day, I, I start getting... I start getting uh, 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 People started contacting me. This one guy contacted me, and, and he had the radar on his phone. And he, he, said, he, said, he said, go look at the television set. Go look at the... And I went and I looked at the television set, and all those storms that were supposed to destroy St. Louis, they, just, they, they, they broke up, and they were going... Actually, it was, they broke up right around this church, and some went to the north, some went to the south. See, that's a, that's a, that's a special faith and working of miracles. Can you say amen? amen. And then... Uh, I remember there was a girl in this church many years ago, and uh, there was a big old knot on the back of her neck. It was it was blowed up like the size bigger than a golf ball. How many of you know what a golf ball is? And she had this big knot on the back of her neck. And uh, now it wasn't life threatening as far as I knew, but a big old knot. I remember she was standing right over in here. And I remember when I got to her, because we were praying for other folk, you know, and when I got to her, this gift of faith went into operation and boldness came on me and the Spirit of God just right on the inside, just, just the leading on the inside, slapped that and cursed it in the name of Jesus. So I said to her, I said, can I slap that thing in the name of Jesus? And she kind of, well, well, so I just went ahead and slapped it in the name of Jesus and cursed it. Praise God. And with, she was on the worship team, this lady. And in 24 hours, that thing was completely and totally gone. Can you say amen? Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that fantastic? There was another fella. And I'm just, I could go on for hours with this, but it would just give you a few of these. And there was a fellow that had been diagnosed with fibromyalgia. How many of you knows what fibromyalgia, I can barely say it, I don't even know what it is. But this, this man had been diagnosed with it, and uh, he, he, was, he was a smart man. He was very, very intelligent, but it had gotten so bad where he couldn't figure out how to get, he lived, I think, over in Chesterfield, and he worked in St. Louis, and he couldn't figure out how to get from where he worked back to his house. He was so confused and discombobulated. And it was really getting bad. And so I remember we was having a healing line in here one day. And, uh, and now he didn't come in the line. Now how many of you know, now I'm not putting him down, but how many of you know if you got faith, you're going to come in the, in the healing line. Is that right? Yes. Uh, he didn't come in the line. So we prayed for everybody else, and I was just going to dismiss. I didn't want to embarrass anybody. But the Spirit of God... Just that bold there, that gift of faith came on me. And I know he was sitting like right over in this area here. I came, uh, and he was standing. I remember coming over to him and, and, and just, I just, I just smacked him upside the head. Not hard enough to hurt him, but just popped him upside. I said, in the name of Jesus, be healed. And you know what? Within 24 hours, that man was instantly and completely and totally healed of that. Can, can you say amen? Then we had another fellow one time. He'd been diagnosed with bladder cancer. And uh, now he was more of a mature Christian. Uh, and when, I, when I say that, I mean he'd been around the things of God uh, uh, quite a long period of time. This fellow with the fibromyalgia and this other, other people I've told you about, they, they, they hadn't been around the things of God, very, you know, to healing ministry and whatnot and, and faith. They didn't know that much. But now this guy should have known more than he did because he'd been around the church and whatnot, you know, teaching of faith for some time. But he was diagnosed with bladder cancer. He called me, wanted to have lunch with me, so of course I went and had lunch with him. And he said, Pastor, he said, the doctors have diagnosed me with bladder cancer. And, and in fact, he, 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 he even alluded to the fact that he didn't think he had the 
the, the faith to, 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 to fight the thing. So I said, well, well, next time we have a healing line, come on in the healing line and, and we'll pray for you. And so we had a healing line. He comes in the healing line. And I, I remember when I got up in front of him, that gift of faith came up, and I rebuked that cancer in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, I can't heal anybody. Jesus is a healer. But you know what? That man brought a doctor's report. The doctors were astounded. And you know what? I was even astounded. I was astounded. That gift of faith, that, it surpasses everything. And I was even astounded that he was instantly and totally healed. Can you say amen? Isn't that wonderful? Amen. But now I'll give you something else on that. This will help you as much as anything else. Now, now, if you got healed of something like that, don't you think you'd get in the Word and start building your faith? But he didn't do that. And, and, and I remember I, I saw him, because he, he attended church fairly regularly. After he got healed, he stopped attending almost completely. Now, can you figure that out? I can't figure that out. So after uh, several weeks and whatnot, I, I contacted him and contacted him. And, and, uh, and uh, he, you know, I don't know what the deal was. But the Lord said to me, just right on the inside, tell him that if he does not get in the Word of God and build his faith, what we'd call general faith, that in the process of time, this is going to come back on him, and he won't be able, uh, uh, said I wouldn't be able to get the healing for him, he'd have to get it for himself. That's what the Lord said. And so about a year or so, give or take, maybe a year and a half, whatever it was, comes and goes, and sure enough, it came back on him, and and uh, couldn't get it for him the second time. He died and went to heaven. Isn't that something? See, God in his great mercy was helping this man to buy him some time, give him a reprieve. See, when God helps us, we ought to have sense enough to take that time he gives us in a reprieve and build our faith. Can you say amen? amen. Now this other one, just a couple more of these. This, uh, this other one, uh, this lady, I remember she attended here. was a wonderful lady. She, she was uh, more mature in the things of God. But I remember she'd been fighting a lot of battles. And, and she had a problem with her back. And she just, her, she just did, her faith was low. Because I, I talked with her about it over the process of time. I remember she, uh, she was in a service one day. And uh, what I didn't know, because I made the call for the healing line. And uh, uh, it took her probably sitting right back over in there it took her probably about three or four minutes to walk from right over in there up to here and what i didn't know is the ushers they had had helped her in from her car it took her about 15 20 minutes to get into the church that day because her back was hurting so bad well she comes up in the line i remember she was standing right over in here and i remember as i prayed for people i got right up in front of her her name was vivian how many remembers vivian and she's standing right here and, uh, and, and, and when I got in front of her, now her faith was low. Wonderful lady. Wonderful lady, but her faith was low. I remember that gift of faith came on me. I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, be healed, you know, so on and so forth. I'll, I'll tell you another story while I'm on it. I had a man stand right in this, basically the same place. He had been injured with his back. In high school, he had an injury in his back. I didn't intend to tell you this one, but he had an injury. And his back hurt so bad that he had just learned to live with the pain, almost like, like tears in his eyes type hurt that he'd have to take pain medicine just to, where he didn't have to cry. It hurt him so bad. And uh, I remember I got in front of him and the power of God came on me and I danced a little jig, laid hands on him and the power of God... You, how many of you know you, when the power of God's going, you don't have to push people down? 
so, but it, the power of God hit him. I'm against people falling down just to be falling down. My God, let, let, if it's the power of God, you don't need catchers. Is that right? And uh, the power of God hit him and leveled him, right? Just leveled him. And uh, I had visitors sitting over in that. There, there's a whole, there's about eight visitors got up and walked out. But you know what? That man got up healed by the power of God. It's terrible when folks turn away from the power of God, isn't it? Now, I had to decide back there then, would I rather flow with the power of God and get people healed or have some visitors who you're probably not going to see again ever anyway walk out? Now, which would you rather have? I'm going to flow with the power of God. Can you say amen? amen? So Vivian's standing right here, and her back, I mean, she's... And, and, and so we pray for her, and I remember the Spirit of God just right on the inside. I said, walk that way. Bold, I was bold. See, normally you get me out there in the hall, I'm pretty, pretty mild, but... I said, walk that way. And I tell you what, she just, and she starts off and she walks over this way. And I got busy praying with other people and, and I'd look over from time to time and she'd be, you know, she got over to about where those chairs were and then she went back, got, got about halfway back there and she's going and, and I wasn't paying much attention because I was praying with other people. And all of a sudden, back over by that sound booth, it was, like, it was like an explosion of people started praising God. Guess what happened? The power of God hit her back right over there and she was instantly healed and she was running around the building. Does anybody remember that? Praise God forevermore. But now I'll tell you something else on her. See, she went home, and later that afternoon, guess what happened? She lost that healing. Now listen carefully. She lost that healing. Remember that guy with the bladder cancer I just told you about? Now he didn't get in the Word of God. He should have. This lady, guess what she did? She got her Bible out. She started studying and, and reading healing scriptures. And guess what? Later on that evening, the power of God hit her. She got her healing. She kept it. Can you say amen? Yes. You can learn some things. Just, just you know. And then, I, 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 can I tell you two more real quick? Yes. We've got two more to tell you, and then we'll let you go home. These are, these are probably, two, this last one's the most outstanding, but I'll give you this other one first, then, then we'll dismiss. I remember I was, before a service many years ago, uh, the ushers came up to me and said, there's a lady here today, and uh, she's a member of the church, I knew who she was, and uh, said, uh, and doesn't attend here anymore, so I can share the story. But uh, uh, said that she she's talking about killing herself. You know, you don't really get hear that when you're too often. You know. Well, how many of you know that's not good? And so I said, I said, well, I said keep, I said uh, keep, keep an eye on her. You know, at all times, keep because she was in the service and so keep an eye on her. And don't, don't let her alone, you know, just keep an eye on her. And uh, till the end of the service, bring her in the line. Because we had healing lines back there more often. We, 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 we don't, don't have them hardly that much anymore. But we ought to have. We ought to have. I said we ought to have. Yes. We ought to have sick people coming here by the multitudes. You know that? But, uh, but they won't come if you don't bring them. So tell them about it. So be that as it may. Uh, so I said, keep an eye on her. So at the end of the service, we had the line. She came up. And uh, there again, without the Holy Ghost, I'm, I'm uh, helpless. But I got in front of her, and that, that gift of faith went into operation. She had no faith. Gift of faith went into operation. And I could see, I could see what it was. It was, it, was a, it was a, now listen to this, it was a demon that, and again, if you're attending, if you're visiting here today, uh, you've heard me say demons a couple times. How many of you know there are demons out there? 
But we don't run with the devil. We don't have any use for the devil. I seldom talk about demons and the devil in here. We run with the Lord. If the devil shows up and he will from time to time, you run him off. Is that right? Okay. So don't get nervous because I'm talking about demons. But uh, these things are real. And you know, stuff like this ought to be taught from pulpits rather than cotton candy messages all the time. Is that right? That's one of the reasons this nation is in the mess it's in right now is because you've got too many preachers preaching cotton candy every Sunday instead of talking about the power of God. Can you say amen? That's right. You know it's the God's honest truth, isn't it? Absolutely, it is. So the ladies there in front of me, I could see what it was. It was, it was, a, it was a demonic power, spirit that was oppressing her mind. I, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I said, come out of her. Not out of her spirit, out of her mind. And I tell you what, when I said that and I laid my hands on her, I can't do anything. It's the power of God. The power of God hit her. I tell you what, here's what happened. I'm just tell you what happened. She went to the floor like a sack of salt. You didn't even need the catchers. I mean, boom, down she goes. And the, my usher, Bob Hill, how many remembers Bob Hill? I mean, he told me later. He said the hair stand, he said, Pastor, the hair was standing up on the back of my neck. And what happened was it's the only time I've ever seen anything like this. Only time I've ever seen anything like this. I saw like a, it, it, it was in the spirit, I saw like a black bat head out that way, go out that way. And it scared me. Would that scare you if you saw something like that? I mean, it scared me. But you know what? That lady, when she got up, her countenance was changed and she was completely healed and told me after the service, I don't want to kill, kill myself anymore. Isn't that wonderful? Now then a little more to that story. So I'm thinking, I'm, you know, I'm startled at what I saw. So I'm standing back there greeting people like I do on Sundays. And this lady comes up to me, very sound. She was not nutty. She's a very sound lady. She's a math teacher at Eureka High School. She's retired since, but you know, you're pretty sound if you're teaching math at Eureka High School. And she comes up to me. She attended back in that hour, and, and, and she wasn't one of these Christians that are always seeing stuff. You know, how many of you know Christians that are always hearing stuff and seeing stuff? How many of you know most of those are, all of them are batty, you know, kooky? Say amen. You know it's true. But this lady comes up to me and she's shaking. And she said, Pastor Terry, can I talk to you? And I said, sure. I said, she said, I, I don't want to do it here in public. So I pulled her off, didn't go in my office, but pulled her over there by my office off to the side. She said, she said when you laid hands on that lady, because I didn't tell anybody what I saw. Do you think I'm going to tell people that? It's good. You think I'm crazy. So I didn't tell anybody. But she said, she said, what did I see? I saw a black bird go out that like a bat. She said, Pastor Terry, she said, her name, first name was Mary. She said, she said, when you laid hands on that lady and you commanded that thing to leave her, she said, I saw, I saw, and here's what she told me. She said, I saw two black birds. They looked like bats go out that way. Now that was confirmation to me that I wasn't crazy. She saw it too. It was in the spirit. She saw over in the spirit. Now, you know, I'm going to say it again. I feel impressed to say it. You know, these things are real, and, 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 and we ought to have the power of God flowing. You get into Jesus' ministry. Did you know he, these signs shall follow them that believe in my name? They'll cast out demons. Isn't that what it says in Mark, the 16th chapter? Is it, doesn't the Bible say that in Mark, the 16th? Does it or doesn't it? He said, in my name, it also says, they'll lay hands on the sick, they'll recover. We ought to have these things flowing in our churches. Now, again, that's the only time I've ever seen anything like that in, in, in 30 years of doing this. Now, if I was seeing that stuff all the time, you need to leave this church because I'm crazy. But once in a while, that, those things can happen. 
But you see, it was a gift of faith. Now, the last one I'll tell you about, and then we'll dismiss. This is the most outstanding. It's teaching on a Wednesday night. And uh, now listen carefully. Teaching on a Wednesday night. And I'm going to say, don't touch that camera because this is the best one right here. I teach it on a Wednesday night. Listen to this. Don't turn that dial. Did you know that we go out on internet and Facebook that, that Diane was telling me into, into India and, 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 and into England and people are watching us all over the place from this little place, right? Isn't, isn't that something? But now listen to this one. This is the best one. So I'm teaching on a Wednesday night and I finished my lesson, closed up my, like this, shut my Bible, ready to go home, ready to dismiss. And frankly, that, like that night, it just seemed deader than a doornail. It just, you know, seemed like everybody wanted to go home. And what? You know, you get over in the spirit, you lose track of time. <clears throat> you know how come that is? Because there's no time in the spirit. Be that as it may, so I finish my lesson on a Wednesday night. I'm standing here much like this, going to dismiss. And I step over like this. My wife was standing there, and the power of God came on me. Just suddenly, power of God came on me. And I danced a jig. I ran around the room, the middle section. You see me running around the room? I ran around the room, got back up here in the pulpit, danced a jig again. And I just stopped, and I looked at the people, and they looked at me. And I looked at the people, and they looked at me. And I looked at the people and they looked at me. I felt like a fool. So we get home that night and I said to my wife, I said to Diane, I said, did I look like a fool when I ran around the room and danced like that? And she said, uh, she never did answer me. You know, she still hasn't answered me on that. But I must have looked like a fool. If there was visitors there that night, they'd have thought I was crazy. Until, until, until the next day. See, now wait, you get to the next day, now people aren't thinking I'm crazy anymore. The next day, the phone rings. My assistant took the call. And he comes to me and he says, Pastor Terry, he said, and he calls her name, I knew who she was, said she was sitting back in that back corner on that, on that seat, on that back corner seat. And she said, now listen to this. And again, don't look at me. It's Jesus. He's the healer. But the gift of faith went into opera. I ran around the room. And she gives this testimony. She said, when he ran past me, when he ran past me, she said, something like heat, fire, jumped off of him and jumped off on me. Now listen to this. She said, my stomach had been blown up like a basketball. And she said, I hadn't been able to eat for several days. I didn't know what I was going to do. I had a doctor's appointment scheduled. But she said, it was, it was getting bigger and bigger. And she said, I couldn't eat. I couldn't keep anything down. But when he ran past me, something jumped off on him. It was like fires, like heat. And she said, when that fire jumped off from, see the anointing. When it jumped off on me, she said, my belly began to immediately deflate. She said it deflated and deflated and deflated. It went back down like normal. And she said, I was totally healed. I went out that night and had a nice meal. Can you say amen? Amen. Now, I could stand here for another hour and tell you stories. Stand with me if you would. Bow your heads, please. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, 
and you don't know him as your savior, uh, there'll be some people standing up here in the front. If you've never accepted Jesus as your savior, well, you come up here when I dismiss in just moments from now, and these nice people will introduce you to the Lord Jesus Christ. You'll miss hell, make heaven, and he'll make your life worth living in the meantime. If you need prayer for anything else, you come up here, these nice people will pray for you. Okay? And uh, if you attend here regularly and you need healing in your body, you come up here, these nice people will pray for you. But I want to 